anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app. We are WRKN, 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good morning, and welcome to the 29th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Ligo, Petri Transport Services, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street, Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Port of View Restaurant in Metairie, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area, Yield College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner, Desi Vegas Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie, Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner, Moe's Pizza in West Wego, Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna, Gio's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie, Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie, Fat Boy's Pizza on Metairie Road, by Mike Sirio's Po' Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Po' Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, and by Sunray Grill on Belchase Highway in Gretna. Now here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and Delgado Baseball. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgater Show here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app available for you anywhere in the world via iHeart. Of course, you can always get us at home via Alexa. Just tell her to play WRKN. On top of that, you can get our podcast following the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on podcast on the left side of the menu to be able to access it. You can always email us at WGNO.com, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com, or call us at 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. We'll get into all topics today from Pelicans to Saints to LSU, Tulane, college basketball, high school sports, you name it, we'll do it. And again, it's your show. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. It's always a pleasure to welcome my partner, Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com, Nash Icon 1061 FM, Clarion Herald, and all points in between to the show. Ed, good morning. What do you say, Kenneth? I say, hey. How you doing? I'm doing fine. We got through... Another season, so <laughs> we're here. <laughs> oh boy, I'm I'm uh, I'm still trying to uh, come down off the mountaintop. You know what I mean? Likewise, it's called yeah, decompressing. So decompressing and 
tried to decompress for a few days uh, this week, and uh, it hasn't been easy. Well, I'm enjoying decompressing. Let me just leave it at yeah, that. So me too. That, that part is is definitely applicable and desirable and welcome. And here we are. And of course, a great high school football season. Just to touch on that briefly, all championships in the dome. We had them all on CrescentCitySports.com through the LHSAA. We appreciate their cooperation with us in partnering with us to do that. And of course, we had four of the games here on. Nash Icon 106.1 FM, and by and large, these were good games in the Dome. Maybe two exceptions. The others were all really good games. That was the good news. The bad news was we had no one from this area that won a state championship. It's pretty unusual, somewhat peculiar, disappointing, but a reality. And people are asking me, do you think this is an indication of things to come? And my answer is no, I don't think so. I think it's just one of those situations where it happened. You had three River Parish teams playing in championship games, and you had other teams made the semifinals, but it's just one of those years where things didn't work out. I don't think it's anything regarding a, a trend that's to come. No, I don't think so either. But, you know, it, it happened that way. And, um, you know, look, it was still a good championship. Enjoyed it immensely. And, uh, you know, it's on, it's on to next season here at some point pretty quickly. It's pretty uh, amazing the way things work because, you know, St. James had a third and three at the 42-yard line of Union Parish with just over two minutes to play, and the Farmers only had one timeout left. If St. James makes a first down, the game's over. So I was talking with Robert Valdez at St. Augustine a couple of days ago, and he was at the game on the sideline for St. James where he used to coach and, of course, now is the head coach at St. Augustine where I think he'll do an excellent job. And... You know, Robert and Levanta Davis are good friends. And, of course, he said Levanta told him, he said he, he went to turn to talk to his defense about what they wanted to do, you know, if they had to go back on the field. And when he did that, he turned around and saw there was a, a pass play sideways for no yards. And, obviously, that was not a good call. On third and three from the opponent's 42, needing a first down to cement the game, Clearly, they should have run the ball twice. Didn't do it. Unfortunately, they threw the ball sideways for no yards and then elected to punt. And all the credit to Union Parish. They drove the field, scored, went for two in the win, and they got it rather easily to win the game. Tough loss. And then, of course, the St. Charles Catholic loss to Calvary Baptist, somewhat similar. They had a fourth and one to put the game away, and they went for it and didn't make it. And Calvary Baptist drove the field and scored to win the game in the final minute. So you had teams that had a chance. And then Riverside had a touchdown lead in the fourth quarter against Southern Lab and just couldn't hold on against a really talented team. So these teams were very close, but none of them came up winners. Yeah, some disappointing losses, you know. Um, and they all three could have easily been winners. And that's what's disappointing, but still great seasons nonetheless. And, of course, we had our Great New Orleans Quarterback Club year-end luncheon, awards luncheon, this past Tuesday, where we presented awards to our 15 Players of the Week and also our three year-end winners. In case you missed it, we selected Harlem Berry of St. Martin's Episcopal as our Player of the Year, uh, Levanta Davis of St. James, our Coach of the Year, and Riverside Academy as our Team of the Year. And with regard to Berry, it clearly was because of his two-way performance. He's a starter on both sides of the ball, and meant so much to that football team 
with all due respect to the team, if you take that player off that team, it's a totally different animal. And with regard to Riverside, great job by Lee Roussel. Uh, he was outstanding. And and then, of course, Levanta Davis did a great job at St. James. So all were deserving. There's a lot of good performances and a lot of good candidates, but we pick one. And, and I think, by and large, you know, people were, were pretty pleased with this. And I think, you know, these people were very deserving. Yep. No question, Kenny. I, you know, I, I just have a lot of respect for, you know, we had a lot of, lot of our great coaches there on, on Tuesday, and so many of them had great seasons. And, and you know, I think you mentioned this at the, uh, at the banquet, how difficult it was to come to some of the conclusions we did because of a lot of it was so very close. Some years it's easy, you know. I, yes. You know, some years it's easy, and some years it's not. And this was one of those that clearly yeah. was not. I mentioned... Robert Valdez, of course, the name was named head coach at St. Augustine a couple of days ago. And by all measures, this is an excellent hire. This is a proven head coach, a proven winner as a head coach, a guy that has the highest level of integrity, who's going to do it right. Now, discipline will be a big part of that. And I think, I think St. Augustine hit a home run. I think that's a really good hire. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, look, uh, I, I think that uh, – that the school will do extremely well with, with, with Coach Valdez. Coach Valdez has won uh, everywhere he's been, and, you know, there's several reasons for that. Yes, he's had good players. Yes, he's coached those players very well, but as you mentioned, I think I think the character and discipline part is something that is one of his strong suits. And he's just a very believable person. You know, if, if, you're, if you're a young person and you're looking for somebody that you can role model, I think he's one of those guys. And I think he'll do extremely well. I do, too. I think that's a team that clearly look out for here moving forward. And uh, I suspect they're going to be very good. We expect to see Slidell hire a new coach this week. Uh, Hanville, obviously, is now in the market for a head coach as well. And that's a, that's a really good job. So I suspect they'll have a lot of outstanding candidates for that particular job. So that's high school football, high school basketball, high school Soccer, high school wrestling, well underway as we speak. And the, the tournament scene is going on in basketball. You had the uh, you had the Catholic tournament at Jesuit previously. The Country Day tournament is going on this week, and we'll be there with CrescentCitySports.com and carrying some semifinal and final games. And then, of course, the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic, where we'll be as always. Uh, which you're, of course, involved with. And ML King Classic will be involved in that, too, and doing games. So we turn the page and move on, and there's a lot of other sports to cover now from a high school perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, we're looking forward to uh, uh, January 3rd through the 6th at the Hilario Center. It's going to be a great time, and we're really looking forward to it. And we worked all year on this tournament, and I think we're just about ready to go. All right, today is the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Jacksonville State. And the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana, the Cajuns 6-6, six and six, Jacksonville State 8-4. and four. We know that there will be quite a few Cajun fans there, which is good for the economy and good for uh, the entire New Orleans Bowl crew, Jason Rowe, Billy Ferranti, and everyone involved. Jacksonville State first bowl game, and good team, and Rich Rodriguez is here. And because it's their first bowl game, we expect they'll have a, a pretty good turnout, too. I suspect... Yeah, this is going to, and I'm just, I'm guessing here. I think it's going to exceed 30,000. 
maybe even 35. We'll see. Looking forward to it. Um, you know, Jacksonville State, uh, first year in the FBS, and of course, you know, they didn't have enough teams to fill out an 82-team field for the Bulls. So Jacksonville State got in. They only had 79, I believe, out of the 82. So Jacksonville State was one of the teams that got in. They've had a tremendous amount of success on the FCS level, and they were 8-4 and four this year, Kenny. So I, I think they've got a very bright future in Conference USA. This is the beginning of the bowl season. You know, you've got the Beach Bowl going on right now. I mean, I can't keep up with the names anymore. There's so many different names of games, some of which have existed for a while, that have changed names, others of which are newer on the horizon. But we've got the Arnold Carries New Orleans Bowl here. You've got the, you know, the game in Shreveport, of course, at Independence Bowl Stadium. You've got the Sugar Bowl, of course, which is a national semifinal game this year, which we look forward to with Texas and Washington on New Year's night. And the other national semifinal, Michigan and Alabama out in Pasadena. And, and maybe the most anticipated bowl game otherwise, of course, Tulane and LSU, which we'll get into here in a little while. But the other one that people are going to pay attention to is the Orange Bowl because that's Florida State and Georgia. And many people still feel Florida State got shafted, understandably mm-hmm. so. And Georgia, you know, had only all they'd done is won 29 straight games and two straight national championships, and they lose by three to a good team, and they're out. So there's a lot of people that feel like two teams are there playing in Miami that maybe should be in the playoff. Well, I mean, you know, I, I was at dinner last night. We were having that debate again, and, um, you know, um, I understand it. I, I understand, um, you know, Georgia's sentiment. I don't know how they drop all the way to six with a three-point loss in the to SEC Alabama. Champ- to right. Alabama in right. the SEC championship game. That, to me, is almost as stunning as Florida State not being in. But I knew they were going to keep Florida State out, Kenny. I mean, I look, this is about ratings and revenue. And I knew that Florida State was not going to be in the playoff. I just had a sneaking suspicion. And then when Texas popped up as three, well, you knew what was going to happen at that point. You knew that Alabama was going to be four. So it's it was an unusual year. And everyone says, well, you know what? They'll have 12 teams next year. It won't be a problem. I guarantee you it'll be a problem. Somebody will be complaining about those last two or three spots. But, you know, if, if you're the committee, you really were in a no-win situation this year. If, if you kept Alabama out, people would be screaming. Uh, you know, if you put Georgia in, people would be screaming. But Georgia, with one loss at the end of the season. Now, the one thing I'll say about Georgia and I think this criticism is accurate. Their schedule was not very good. It was not. And, and I think that hurt them. Now, um, you know, there's only so much they can do about, about who they play in the Southeastern Conference. They didn't play LSU. They didn't play Alabama. I mean, you know, Auburn was down this year. So, you know, their biggest win was Tennessee. So I, I, I don't think that Georgia played a very difficult schedule this year. It might have been different. Um, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. I mean, you know, I, there's only four spots, and you knew somebody was going to get left out. In this case, I think it was really two teams that got left out. Well, again, that's all going to change with the expanded playoffs in terms of the numbers and everything that transpires there. So, But this is not a year that that happens. It just so turns out that this is one of those rare seasons where you really did have 
four legitimate teams. And in fact, you had as many as six, if not seven legitimate teams this year. That's not the case most times, but I would say that that was the case this year. I mean, Ohio State's a good football team. And, you know, again, these are teams that absolutely were worthy of playoff consideration. As I said, in some years, you're you're really hard-pressed to find four, and we've seen some blowouts in the semifinals, but this is just one of those years where maybe an expanded playoff would have been a better situation. Oh, I'm sure it would have been, you know, but um, look, you know, so much much of what happens in these things is the last impression. Am I right? Yes. I mean, you know, and, and I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's fair or not. I'll give you an example. In the Heisman vote, all right, that's all I heard was the last, going into the last weekend of the season, into the conference championship games, that, that Bo Nix was the favorite, right? He throws three touchdown passes in the, in the conference championship game. Three. Doesn't have a bad game. All of a sudden, in the Heisman voting, he's a distant third. Well, what happened to the season that he put together? And he put together a very good season. The reason I say that is because uh, I had him second on my ballot. What, what happens to what happened to the entire body of work during the season? It really was the Heisman vote was completely uh, reversed based on one game. Would you agree? Well, at least from a second and third perspective. But it's yeah. so it's a moot point because Jane Daniels was the winner right, and he exactly. deserved to win. What I, yeah. But what I'm saying is. Going in, going into that final weekend, you saw, you saw uh, evidence that maybe Jaden Daniels was a, was was neck and neck with Knicks, and it was going to be a close vote. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, all the votes come in, and Knicks is a very distant third in the voting. And the only thing I can say is that's based on one game, and and Penix played well. Don't get me wrong; he's had a great season. But you know, I thought Jaden Daniels, of course, was the best was the best, uh, uh, you know, best player in the country. But it amazing, it, what I'm saying is it amazed me how much Bo Nix just fell off the face of the earth in that last week. I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the vote was the way it was. These year-end awards are certainly an interesting dynamic. Heisman is the biggest one, but some of the others are interesting, and they kind of cut both ways. Sometimes you benefit from it. Sometimes you, you really get shafted, and that certainly was the case with Malik Neighbors. He got shafted. I mean, he he had a not a better but a much better season than Marvin Harrison Jr. It wasn't even close. Eighteen more catches, over three hundred more yards, two yards more per catch, same number of touchdowns, and he loses the award. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And if his name was Marvin Harrison, maybe he wins. The name definitely figured into it. The career stature and status of Harrison figured into it, but this is not a career award. It's an annual award. And Malik Neighbors by far was the best receiver in the country, and it wasn't even close. As I mentioned, just look at the numbers. 18 more catches, 300-some-odd more yards, two yards more per catch, same number of touchdowns. Of course, you can flip the script and say, well, remember when Grant Delpit won national award when he shouldn't have won it, and that's true. Sometimes reputations precede performance, and I think that was certainly the case here. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I, I felt bad for Malik Neighbors. 
Guys had an incredible year. He, he, he turned in a really spectacular season, Kenny, and it, it's disappointing that, that, uh, that he doesn't uh, come away with that award because he was the best receiver in the country. It's really unfortunate. Well, he's really good, and obviously he, this motivated him. He posted social media post after that when it was over with. And, look, I heard the argument from people, well, you know, they tried to spread the wealth and don't want to pick – you know, more well, than one player from the same school. But, well, that's what I'm just about to say. Yeah. Burrow and Jamar yeah. Chase both yeah. won in 2019. Look, the best are the best, regardless of what school they come from. So that, that argument yeah. doesn't hold water either. No, it doesn't. I, I, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't really understand all that, but uh, it is what it is. And, um, you know, um, I, I just – there's, there's no doubt that he was the best receiver in the country. And, and Harrison's, and it's not taking anything away from him. He's a tremendous player. But, again, you know, if the, if the numbers matter so much, as they did in the Heisman vote, why didn't they matter in this vote? I'm just Couldn't curious. agree more. You know? I mean, because everyone, because believe me, you know, Penix had great numbers during the season. And I'm not, uh, I'm not throwing uh, any shade on Penix. He's a very good player. And he had a really good season, exceptional season. But if you look at Nix's numbers, he had more rushing yards. He was 37-2, and two, touchdown to interception. So yeah. not only was he extremely good, but he took care of the football as well yep. and, and did a great job. Now, the one thing I'll say about that probably hurt Nix a little bit, and I'm just trying to rationalize it, is maybe the strength of schedule because Oregon's schedule was not all that good. But... But, you know, I just think that, I, I just think that, you know, when you look at it, how did Knicks go from the guy who was the major threat for Jaden Daniels and in one weekend all of a sudden he falls off the map after he throws three touchdown passes in the, in the conference championship game? What did you want him to do? Throw six? Throw seven? I, you know, I just think that uh, that last impression means so much. And I... I I don't know if I agree with all the weight that is put on that final weekend. 504-260-1061. We'll take a time out when we return. Transfer portal. We'll talk LSU next. Tulane coming up extensively. We'll talk about the Saints extensively, the Pelicans, and much more with your calls. It's 504-260-1061. Love to hear from you. Ed and Ken, 3 Gator Show. Rudy, our producer, and we'll continue in just a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. And we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive. 
on Veterans in Metairie. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MEGA to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MEGA for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MEGA for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Start learning a new language today at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. This holiday season, visit Boot Barn for top quality gifts that pay tribute to the lasting heritage of the West. From handcrafted cowboy boots and American-made felt hats to hand-stitched leather jackets, our in-store experts will help guide you as you shop, assisting with boot fitting and providing complimentary hat shaping. This holiday, share a piece of the American spirit. Boot Barn. Unwrap the West. Here's an unexpected holiday surprise for all the last-minute shoppers. Now through December 17th, all of Diamond's Direct Diamond Classics are 25% off. That's all diamond earrings, all diamond bracelets, all diamond pendants, an incredible 25% off. Special financing, too. Get the perfect gift at the best value price all year. 25% savings on all diamond earrings, bracelets, and pendants. Now through the 17th only, and only at Diamond's Direct. Get details, directions, and more at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamond's Direct. Your love, our passion. Signet Landing Restaurant in historic West Wego at Bayou Signet. Great food at a great location with Harbor View Dining and Southern Hospitality. Serving the best Cajun and seafood dishes for lunch and dinner, like crawfish pie, crab cakes, fried oysters, seafood platters, and much more. Signet Landing, 450 Laracini Street, just off the expressway in West Wego, behind the shrimp lot. For parties of eight or more, call for reservations, 504-900-1901. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? All are welcome by calling 504-260-1061 to talk all sports, all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Welcome back. A pleasure, always, here until noon. Of course, your calls at 504-260-1061. To participate, as Joe does now from Mandeville. Hey, Joe, good morning. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. Yeah. Good, Joe. Uh, it's, it's even more interesting now that the legislature in Georgia is putting their two cents in. 
you know, in, in the, uh, <laughs> you know what, you know what that means, Joe, you know what that means, buddy. Yeah. It means nothing. You know what I'm they're, saying? I mean, I mean, look, I, sure I, it does. I, it means, no, you're wrong. It means a lot. It means getting an extra vote or two. Okay. Right. Yeah. They're grandstanding big time. <laughs> exactly. They saw it coming and said, hey, wait a minute. Florida's doing, I got to do this, you know, because they want those votes, right? Without a doubt. And the, the argument I'm going to have here, and, and we're going to go round and round about this, okay, it's these eight conference games. Everybody else is playing nine. If you play nine conference games, half of your conference is going to get a loss. And that affects the polls, too. That affects the strength of schedule. If the SEC would just do nine conference games, nobody would be bitching up a storm about this. Now, next year, they're doing it again. They're going to go eight games again, regardless whether Texas and Oklahoma comes in. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens, but guess what? When it comes to 12 teams coming in for the playoff, guess who's going to be doing a lot of bitching? It's going to be a lot of these SEC teams that have two losses in their ranked 12, 13th, and 14th. They're going to be crying like you wouldn't believe. Everybody else will understand if you lose two or three games, you're out of there, not the SEC. You need your take. Well, I mean, you know, if, if LSU were a two-loss team this year and there was a 12-team playoff, I think they would have been in it. And, and they would be hollering about the strength of schedule. Oh, it's the SEC. Look well, I mean, you know, I mean, I know the only thing I can tell you, Joe, is that, if you know, the one thing that I look at every week, okay, is real-time RPI because they rank the schedules of the teams. Yeah. And I think who you and I think who you play is important, don't you? Well, yeah. And that's what hurt yeah, Georgia. Yeah. That's what and that's Georgia. what hurt and that's what hurt Georgia. I mean, there's 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 no doubt that 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 hurt Georgia. I mean, um, and Florida State to a degree. Yeah, and and look, that that's just the way it is. And um, I just think that I think strength of schedule does mean something. You know, I you know, look, Alabama, Alabama's schedule was seven, and and LSU's was six. Now LSU right now in the RPI is fourteen. If there are twelve team playoff play, uh, if there's a twelve team playoff, then I think they've got a pretty good argument. You know, and look, that'll be an argument for next year, but um, I do think that strength of schedule means something. So you see that you do see that coming, like a lot of these SEC schools going to be griping. You can well, I mean, look, every Joe, Joe, everyone's going to be griping. Okay, believe it or not, at some point, I know you're a Longhorn, but at some point, the University of Texas, believe it or not, may be complaining. I mean, at some point, no matter what you do, whether you take two teams, whether you take four, or whether you take twelve, someone's going to be complaining. But the reason that the whole thing went to 12 to begin with is because something had to be done to protect the New Year's Day Bowls who were suffering because with the, with the, with the playoff, the, only, the perception was is that only two games counted. Now, if you have a, a, a quarterfinal, for instance, the All-State Sugar Bowl, the next two years is a quarterfinal. Well, their game is now protected, and their and their game is part of the national championship conversation. I mean, in the past, I mean, I remember what was it, Louisville, Florida, Kenny? Was that yeah. one of the games we went to? It, they they may have had thirty thousand people at the game, 
That's not hmm. that's not a, that's not what a New Year's Day bowl should be. In, but in, that's what it was. In the bowl. Hello. Do what? Yeah, go ahead. Jim. Is Daniels playing in the bowl? Well, we don't know yet. Jay don't Daniels. know yet. Don't know yet. I guess my guess is he will not. Although yeah. I had Jordy Collada on the show this week, and Jordy brought up an interesting point about records. And Neighbors is right there to break the all-time record. Uh, and Jordy mentioned the fact that it's don't rule out the fact that both of them might play and might play in one quarter and come out. Right. And mm-hmm. so that that's, a that's also a possibility too. So sure. look, I don't know the answer to that, but again, well, it's all about whether games to, matter or not. Yeah. The point I was trying to make is, you know, all of these bowls is five hundred one, five hundred three, five hundred four C charitable mm-hmm. right. organizations mm-hmm. and everything, and they really need to start paying these players. Okay, if you're gonna send them out there, and I know a you know a swag bag is is nice and is. <laughs> but yeah. you really need to, if you want it yeah. to work, you've got to pay these players for uh, the bowl. But don't I, you think? I, I, I think it's fair. I agree, to do Joe. That. But Joe, Joe, I agree. The players that get actually get paid, and now that you know, now nil is is a is a is a, is a big part of college football, a big part of college sports. But at some point here, you're going to run out of money. These bowls, these bowls. I mean, you look at what the Sugar Bowl. Uh, they won't talk about what it takes to be a part of this rights fee coming up in this in this new um, whatever it is when the contract's up in two years. But it's going to be an enormous number. I don't know if you can turn around and then say we're going to pay the athletes too. Well, it's, when, you're it's paying, just be- when you're paying the team fourteen or fifteen million dollars, and I'm just taking a number, Joe. Yeah. Fourteen yeah. or fifteen million dollars you're paying right now uh, per team as a well, payout. Yeah. I. Do the percentage thing. Okay, the players get a 33 and a third percent of the take. It doesn't have to be a set amount, right? <laughs> you don't think Jalen's going to be asking for a million dollars to win the bowl, right? Well, you know, I think I think that NIL, I think that NIL would is 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 solve some of that. Uh, the NCAA is trying to get involved with their with their pay scale thing. Uh, I think that a lot of people, and Kenny, I don't know if you'll back me up on this, but a lot of people just feel like at this point the NCAA is irrelevant. Oh yeah, well, they've, they've they've lost control. Okay. Yeah. Right. They've they've lost control, and I'm that, done. I'm it. taking Simple the. Let me hang up. I'm taking the horns today against LSU in basketball. Need your take on that. I think I think that's a good selection. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a really sound choice on your part. So, very sound. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you, man. Uh, 504-260-1061, the number to call to join in. All right, so it's been an interesting week where the transfer portal is concerned. Mississippi State wide receiver Xavion Thomas transferring to LSU. If the name sounds familiar, it should. Xavion out of John Errett High School. And... Xavion is coming on board. He caught 40 passes, <clears throat> excuse me, this past season for 503 yards and a touchdown. He also returned 202 yards on kicks and returned one kick for a touchdown. In the game against LSU this year, he caught three passes, 52 yards. And he had a really good game against Auburn, nine catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. Mississippi State's offense was nothing this year without Mike Leach. 
And, of course, they're fine quarterbacks transferring out. But So you're getting a guy coming home to South Louisiana from John Aaron High School and Xavion Thomas to add to the LSU mix at that particular situation. Also, free safety Jarnan Gilbert transferring to LSU from Texas A&M. Gilbert making the announcement. He's 6'1", 200. A safety at 79 tackles. Two interceptions at Texas A&M. Of course, he's another guy coming home. Uh, he's out of White Castle, and he played at University Lab. And so he's heading home to play for LSU. Meanwhile, Sage Ryan announcing he's entering the transfer portal. This was a four or five-star player that, frankly, has never played like it. And uh, so my take on this is, with all due respect to Ryan, uh, no loss here. You get a player in Gilbert that's pretty good. You get a solid player in Thomas. I wouldn't say special, but a solid player. And uh, that's my analysis of these particular moves, Ed. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, potentially Gilbert and Thomas, I think, are certainly looked upon as starters. And, you know, you've got to look at Thomas's numbers with a, with a little different purview because he was in an offense that was just terrible. Yep. So, uh, you know, 40 catches there is like 70 or 80 catches at LSU based, based on the offensive system. So I can understand why he'd want to play at LSU. I think he's going to do fine. And uh, Gilbert is, a, I, I think, a guy who can, who's a starter in your secondary. And frankly, you know, and I know Ryan played some corner too, but he, he looks to me like an upgrade there. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I look at some of these guys who are uh, five-star guys. Uh, LSU had, a, had another guy uh, go into the portal, too, as a five-star guy, uh, as a defensive end. So, I mean, you know, uh, Fitzgerald West is in the portal. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, these, these are all guys that um, were rated extremely high out of high school, but for some reason it doesn't work for them here. LSU's got to do better this time around in the transfer portal. It failed them last year. That's pretty evident. They they just didn't they did not hit in the transfer portal last year. I mean they just didn't. You know, Alexander was playing pretty well before he got hurt. Diggs played well before he got hurt. But, you know, you'd be hard pressed to find much else. I mean, they just didn't hit. And you've got to do better, especially a program uh, of that stature in that conference. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. You know, um, the guys that they got this year, it didn't work for them. And, and it's disappointing because the year before, look what they did the year before just in the secondary alone. Makai Hughes, I mean Makai Gardner, uh, Jarek Bernard Converse, Greg Brooks, and, and Joe Fouché. All in the secondary. I mean, that was just superb. And, of course, the, the greatest two transfers that LSU's ever had. Jaden Daniels and Joe Burrow. Yep. No doubt. Uh, they've got to do a better job this time around if they want to be the kind of program that they strive to be. And some people are looking oh, you know, at the re recruiting class and saying, well, they're not quite top 10 yet. Well, my, my, my response to that is, just hold your horses, okay? They're not, they're not done by any stretch of the imagination. Right. And also, too, I think that uh, when you look at um, – you know what they what they've done. I think you know the the 2023 recruiting class or 2022 recruiting class 
was small but extremely good. When mm -hmm. you get Emory Jones, Will Campbell, and Mason Taylor out of one class, that's exceptional. So, um, you know, look, they've just got to continue to upgrade their talent. Everybody knows that. And they've got to be, they've got to be so much better on the defensive line. So much better. I'm told that, that Garrett Nussmeyer will be their quarterback next year. I still expect they're going to bring someone else in. I don't think they're going to go into the year with Ricky Collins, you know, as their only potential backup. I think they're going to bring in somebody with experience, don't you? Well, they, they've got uh, Kyle, Colin Hurley, too, coming in as a true, true freshman. But Correct. There's no doubt that they've got to have a guy who's an experienced player uh, come in, and I think they're going to try to do everything they can to fill that, that niche. But, again, what kind of transfer quarterback are you going to get based on the fact that Nussmeyer is, is the presumed incumbent? Usually a transfer uh, portal quarterback is coming here to play right away, like Will Rogers is at the University of Washington. Yep. And, and you know, LSU doesn't have that situation because it, it's presumed to be Nussmeyer's job. Well, you can see the difference Mike Leach made at Mississippi State with Will Rogers. I mean, it was night and day to watch what Mississippi State looked like in 2022 as compared to what Mississippi State looked like in 2023. Huge difference. Well, I mean, you know, look, they, they, they went to a coach with, a, with, a, with an entirely different um, uh, philosophy, and it didn't work. Nope. Not even. All right, it's 504-260-1061. We'll take a time out here. When we return, we'll turn our attention to Tulane and its football program. We'll talk college basketball coming up later in the show. Of course, the Pelicans and Saints at length as well. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Ken and Ed, three tailgaters show back in just a moment here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food, Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. After the car wreck, people sometimes come up to us and say, I need your help, but I'm just not the suing type. Believe me, at Dudley DeBosier, we get it. But ask yourself this. Do you want to be taken advantage of by the insurance company? Or do you want to get what's fair, what you and your family really deserve? The choice is easy, and it doesn't cost you anything to see if we can help. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Call 444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans, LA 2315717. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? 
back. If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MEGA to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MEGA for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MEGA for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Wendy's new breakfast two for $3 Biggie Bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Yeah, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two for $3 Biggie Bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price of participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. Staples and HP want you to have a happy holla deal. That's right, holla deal. Now, during Staples holla deals, you can save up to $115 on the HP Smart Tank 6001 all-in-one printer with up to two years of original HP ink right in the box. Plus, find savings of up to 40% on select HP computers and monitors. Happy holla deals from Staples and HP, America's most trusted printer brand. Smart Tank offer in 1223. HP Tech offers and 1624. Visit staples.com HP for details. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Jim Gaffigan here with some more straight talk. Let's take a moment to appreciate our sweet children, loving grandparents, and eternal soulmates. Now let's use them to save money on wireless. Because with the Straight Talk Silver Plan, you get four lines for just $25 a month with unlimited data and no contracts. So add those human pawns, I mean loved ones, and save money. Thanks, kids. are finally worth it. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Get four lines on Silver Unlimited for $25 per line per month, plus taxes and fees. For data management practices and additional terms, visit straighttalk.com. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Glad you're with us this morning as we march on. And back to your calls, let's check in on the North Shore with Ben. Ben, glad you called. Welcome to the Three Tailgaters Show. Good morning. Hey guys, I just got three quick comments. Picking up on the transfer portal. Yeah, Look, mm-hmm. I've called them before. I've told you I'm an Edna Carr guy. I have strong ties to Mandeville High School, so I'm a large school, big schools guy. Mm-hmm. LSU needs to be careful going after some of these quote unquote five star kids from some of these smaller prep schools across the state. I guess they do look like five stars and superstars. Some of them going against some of these teams and schools that they're playing. So I just think there's a lot that, that goes into, you know, when you're playing at a Hornsville or some of these other bigger schools, Ruston, and you're putting up numbers versus some of these kids at the Dunham mm-hmm. School or, you know, maybe some of these other smaller schools, St. Martin. you got to be careful because some of these kids, yeah, they look great going against the, the five foot nine, 155-pound linebacker, you know, or the 5'8", the 
220-pound defensive lineman. So I, they just need to be cautious about that. I don't know how y'all feel. If y'all agree, you think I'm crazy. Well, no, no, I don't. I don't think you're crazy. I mean, you know, look, uh, um, you know, look, uh, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning both both went to a small school, and um, and yeah, the last point. time I checked, they, they have they have four Super Bowl rings. Um, you know, I think, but but I get your point. I understand. I'm not saying that you're wrong. Okay. I don't know if yeah. I completely disagree with you. I mean, I completely agree or disagree with you. But the one thing I would say is, I think a lot of times when you look at guys, you, you got to understand that, that some people are on a different uh, physical maturity calendar than others. And a lot Absolutely. of these guys, if they're ranked five-star players, but they're as good as they're going to be at 17 years old, when they go to the next level and everyone is as good as they are and they're improving and they haven't reached their physical peak, then all of a sudden they run into problems. And, you know, it's, I think a lot of times guys go to schools and just because, as you say, they were the best in their high school class doesn't mean that's going to translate to, um, to the next level. Plus, I think where you go to school makes a difference too. And who coaches you makes a huge difference. I think it makes a big difference. I think the level of competition does matter, but I do think that it's it really cuts both ways. I mean, here's a perfect example would be the fact that, you know, as as many people know, I'm very close to Bryce Brown. There's you know, two car players on the LSU roster who were rated extremely high, who have not proven themselves to that level at all to this point, and Taiji Hill and Aaron Anderson. So I'm not saying they won't. Uh, you would hope that they right. will, but it cuts both ways. So, so no, I don't think it's a blanket statement. I think competition matters, but I think ability is obvious. But I do think this. I think, you know, when you look at the measurables, they also matter. And no disrespect yeah. to Sa- Sage Ryan. Sage Ryan was a very talented player in high school at Lafayette Christian. But when you look at him and, you know, he doesn't pass the eye test. So if you're not very big, and look, you'd say the same thing about Aaron Anderson. If you're not that big, you better be special. And I just don't think that he was that guy. And with all due respect, I don't think it's a great loss to LSU. We are hoping that Aaron Anderson, given the opportunity, We'll show what we saw in high school. We're hoping Taiji Hill can step yeah. into that rotation because LSU clearly needs help up front on defense. But I do think uh, it cuts both ways. I really do. All right, last two quick points. Sure. Uh, New Orleans Bowl today. I'm assuming they've probably got a big New Orleans Bowl logo painted at midfield. Would y'all agree? Yeah. Yes. And they're gonna have to clean that up and put a uh, floor to leave there for the Saints home tomorrow. Yes, they are against okay. the Giants at noon. Yes. I, I, for the life of me, the, the Superdome Classic, I think, is one of the very best state championship formats in the entire country. I, I, we'd all agree about how watered down it might be now that there's eight or nine games. But yeah. why can we not get a nice, big, bold LHSAA or Superdome Classic logo at midfield for these three these three days. It's beyond me. They must have the money and the resources to do it versus leaving that Florida league well, at Michigan. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're rent. I think that they've got to be careful with cost. 
because uh, I think their rent is north of $700,000 for the week. Wow. That's crazy. So, and, yeah. And they used to, so, and they used to have practices the day before. They don't do which, it anymore because they're which they to had save money. They, they had to pay for that because you're yeah. using you're using the field, you're using lighting. So that doesn't happen anymore, which I think is just another indication of society today and the cost elevation that we've seen across the board. So it is very expensive. I will say that, Ben. Yeah, last point. They've got to move the noon games up to 11. These final games on Thursday and Friday and Saturday night especially, kicking off at 7.30, 8 o'clock. Look, man, call me old. I don't know. It's just it's late when you're in a Superdome past 11, 11.30 to watch a high school game. Those, those 12 o'clock games, you're not getting a lot of people there anyway. So move it up an hour. All those same people are going to show up at 11 that would have showed up. I, I just think that needs to happen immediately starting next year. Yeah, I think there's a few things there. Look, I did all, we did all eight games uh, at CrescentCitySports.com. And the one thing we notice is that, you know, the awards take place after the games, and, and that, that's necessary, and that's good. But there was still about a 10 to 12 and even up to 15-minute lapse between the time the next teams came out on the field once the awards were done and between the time that the clock of 50 minutes started on the next game. It seems to me right. they, could shave, they could shave another 10, 15 minutes off that uh, to expedite things. Look, it's better than – I remember this. I remember in 2009 when Rummel went to the Dome for the first time and played West Monroe. I did that game. That game started at about 9.34 in the evening. Wow. Okay? Yeah. So, you know, of course, in those days they still had, you know, the nine championships and all that stuff. Oh, I mean, they only had the – excuse me, they had the five championships – they had the five championships in those days, but the times that they scheduled were later, and they didn't have enough separation between games. And, I mean, we just sat there, sat there, sat there, waited, 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 and, of course, you don't end till midnight or later. So it's a valid point. Uh, the separation in times matters, and the time between games matters. So yeah. could they tighten it up? Yeah, I think they could a little bit. Yeah, I remember. Well, hey, guys. I remember in, all right, in 2009, quick story, I remember my wife calling me, you coming to the Rumble game? What time is it? It's 9.30. Yeah. I said, no, my show starts in an hour and a half. How am I supposed to do that? And she didn't know. I mean, you know, look, that, but that's what happens when you, when you get into these. Uh, I remember one year they tried to play four games in one day. Oh, yes. The, I remember that the, well, yes. All the selects in one day. And I think yes. if I'm not wrong, I think it was 2014, and I think Jesuit and John Curtis – Kicked off at 9.45. Yeah, yeah, we did that game too. Yep. And it was a very late game. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, guys, another great season of covering high school football. Uh, thank you all for all that you do. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas okay. to you, Ben. Uh, we really thank appreciate you, you calling. Appreciate and you, thank you for the kind words. We're, we're very, very appreciative. And, look, Ed and I, we, we love high school sports. I mean, we do this because we care about it. And we, 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 we might – we might gripe to each other from time to time about everything, but we, we, we care deeply about it. And uh, when it's over with, we bring a sigh of relief, but we're very appreciative of everything that takes place. So a lot of fun there, a lot of good stuff. So, look, uh, it's been a great season, and we, we definitely appreciate the people that followed along with us too. And we'll, have our, we'll gather all of our contributors together for a function next week, and that's always a pleasure because you get to thank people and bless them a bit in the process, and, and sure do look forward to that. But – Look, uh, it's better with eight classes than nine classes. The times are better. Thursday, there's only two games. Friday, there's three. Saturday, there's three. 
But I, I, I did take note since we did all the games that there was a little bit more time between games, in my estimation, than there needed to be. Yeah, that, that's one thing I picked up on. Well, I mean, you know, look, it's, uh, it's not perfect, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. A, an 11.30 start might help a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's right about that. You know, if you started slightly early, I don't think it's going to make a difference whether it's 11 or 11.30 as compared to noon. I agree with that. I mean, I understand. I understand, you know, the difficulty for the teams coming in and the fans. But if it's Saturday, it's not a big deal because it's Saturday. If it's Friday, obviously, it's a big deal. But let's be honest. You know, they're putting the Division Four teams in that early game because that's the smallest schools. And that's really the only way to do this. I think you have to prioritize the bigger schools because of the bigger audiences. I, I, I just think that's the only way to do this. Of course, it could be solved by going back to five classes and everybody being united. Then you wouldn't have this issue at all. And I'm still not giving up on that, by the way. Call me an eternal optimist. Well, you know, I, I, think, I think five classes and a super class would solve it. Yeah. Have a 6A. I think that would solve it, okay? Yeah. I really do. And you know what? Hey, look, if you want to play up, play all the way up. Right, right. You and, can play and, in that super class, yep. Play in that super class and have 32 teams in it or whatever, and then divide the rest by enrollment. And I think that would be more than fair because, uh, you know, it would be a good number to divide by once you got past the super teams. I think it would be really good. Tulane, Saints, Pelicans, all of that still to come as our second hour gets set to begin. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. It's the Three Tailgaters Show. Ken and Ed, Rudy Dixon, our esteemed producer. Thank you, Rudy, for a job well done as always. We'll take this time out and we'll commence with our second hour when we return in just a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and on the web. We're at NashFM1061.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, three hundred dollars $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MEGA to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MEGA for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MEGA for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. 
For 17 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field of the Caesar Superdome during the 2023 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl on Saturday, December 16th. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. Many times during these last few years, it's been quite easy for all of us to be discouraged at times. Boy, I can tell you about that. But one thing I have learned, there is an answer that will keep us strong during trying times. This is Michael Green with a LifeGate word of encouragement. In one of the parables, Jesus tells the story of a seed that was planted into soil. And he said, and immediately the evil one came to steal that seed. Well, as you read it a little bit further, you realize the seed is the word of the Lord. Hebrews 4 tells us the word of the Lord is quick, powerful, and sharp. That's the key. That's the secret. And during these trying times, I don't see how we can survive without the word of the Lord in our hearts. Protect the word. Read the word. Stay in the word. That will keep you strong. Join me and Linda this Sunday at LifeGate. We start at 10 o'clock. We're at 1317 Butternut Avenue in Metairie. Or check us out on Facebook, LifeGate Church Ministries. Join us at LifeGate, where the priority is the word. This is New Orleans, the 504, the Crescent City, the Big Easy, Laissez le bon temps rouler. We are known for our distinctive music, our world famous cuisine, Mardi Gras, our gift to the world, where the word crew means family, where culture and tradition lasts. This is the home of the privateers, the silver and blue. The name New Orleans is not just the name of our city. We proudly wear it across our chests. We are proud. We are gritty. We are passionate. We are resilient. We are not just in New Orleans. We are New Orleans. NOLA's team, we are your crew. This is Tim Duncan, Vice President of Athletics and Recreation, and I approve this message. The University of New Orleans. Join our crew today. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app. We are WRKN, 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show now. Call 504 260 1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Starting it off here. Glad you're with us. As we discuss the Saints and Pelicans coming up, Tulane, Ed. Uh, John Summerall, his first week on the job. Uh, he won the press conference. We had him at the Great New Orleans Quarterback Club. He was outstanding. Uh, it's easy to see how this guy would convince anyone that he's the right guy. Number one, he's 23 and 4 on the field in two years at Troy. Number two, he's demonstrative, he's convincing. Uh, he's sharp, he's determined, and he's impressive. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that they could have made a better hire. I don't think they could have. I think Tulane uh, hit this one one thousand percent. I think they had a home run here. I think they made the right hire. Well, I don't. I don't know if you saw the uh, the uh, piece in USA Today. I was catching up on some reading. I might have been last night or the night before, and it was rating all the coaching hires. 
since the uh, coaching carousel uh, started spinning, um, you know, a month or so ago. And the top three hires for the offseason, according to this one writer, and I, I, I forgot who wrote it. It was a well-written piece. Um, the top three hires were Bronco Mendenhall at New Mexico, which I think is a great hire for them. Willie Fritz at Houston and John Sumrall at Tulane. So I thought that was high praise. And uh, hopefully uh, they can uh, continue their facilities improvements and continue to build their program. And, 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 you know, he can have a lot of success. One of the things he told us on Tuesday is that he was going to honor the commitments of the, uh, of the previous administration when it came to players. And of course, I'll be curious to see, you know, I know a lot of, a lot of Tulane people are complaining about um, some Tulane players in the transfer portal. I'll be very curious to see if, if any of the Troy players join him here. Well, I mean, we're, we're seeing Willie Fritz trying to poach players from Tulane. And as I've said before, I respect the heck out of Willie Fritz and what he did here and thank him for all the good work he did. Uh, now he's trying to build a program in Houston and trying to win. And all's fair in love and war, right? So they're going after players here. Wow. Interestingly enough, John Summerall told us the other day that you know he got three coaches out of the building pretty quickly that he knew were going to Houston mm -hmm. that were already trying to convince kids to go to Houston with him, which was obviously the right move to make. And you can talk about the principal nature of that or the lack of integrity if you'd like to. And I get it. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, you know, when you're going somewhere else, your job is to try to win at that place. If you had enough respect for the place that you're at, perhaps you wouldn't necessarily go that far. We've seen it, and I understand mm -hmm. the angst from people. But I do think Coach Sumrall might have a chance to change a mind or two there, don't you? I know he's trying, and um, and hopefully that can get done. And I think NIL will be a big part of that. Um, Mike, Mike Arata and his group, uh, Jimmy Ordno, and uh, Kelly Camarda have done a really nice job with that Fear of the Wave collective. And uh, I know that uh, they're doing everything they can to make, to make Tulane and to keep Tulane competitive in that area. I think that's a part of it. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting... <laughs> It's an interesting dynamic. And, you know, this whole transfer thing cuts both ways. It, it just does. Uh, I don't think that, that anyone, if you look at, you look at the Tulane transfers, you know, no one complained about Lawrence Keyes, who was a great pickup for Tulane at wide receiver from Notre Dame. No one complained about uh, Shoddy Clayton. Uh, Lance Robinson. Lance Robinson, Prince Pines. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could you could go down though. You could look at the roster and go down the Pettis Glow. Pettis Glow, who who left Louisiana Lafayette and uh, is here now and has did a great job. Tyler Grubbs. It's Tyler Grubbs. There's another one. Louisiana Tech. I didn't hear one Tulane person complain to me about the fact that Tyler Grubbs left an in-state school for another place. I didn't hear. I didn't. I haven't heard one complaint about that. Have you? So, so what I'm saying is, and I'm not trying to be facetious about it. What I'm saying is, is that this whole transfer portal thing cuts both ways. Very much so. 
504-260-1061. Here's Brian and Metairie. Brian, thanks for your patience. Welcome to the Three Tailgaters Show. Hey, guys. Um, don't mean to change subjects on you. I'm a big Major League Baseball fan, and I've called before about the Rays. Um, I know they recently lost Glasnow. Um, how'd you guys like the postseason? I thought it was one of the most exciting with, with Arizona and Texas. And and I'll hang up and listen, but what do you also think about the Otani contract and what's going to happen moving forward with uh, with him? Thank you, and I'll hang up and listen. I appreciate it, Brian. Uh, it was an excellent you, Brian. An excellent postseason. I think it's great when new teams emerge victorious. Texas was all in. They committed. And what an incredible turnaround in one year. But you could say the same thing about Arizona, which is a smaller market team. Tremendous season. They built it beautifully from within. It can be done. It's not easy to do because of what we see in the sport itself, most notably with the Dodgers. You just mentioned Glasnow. He's a Dodger. You mentioned Otani. He's a Dodger. They've already got you know the Betzes and the Freemans. I could go on and on. And... Is it hard to compete with the, the major market teams that spend a fortune? Yeah, it's very hard. Yankees went out and got Soto. Look, uh, that's always going to be the case in baseball with the way the rules are set up. The salary cap is, is a huge deal in the NFL, and it clearly balances the ledger. In the NBA, you've got the luxury tax. You can spend and go out and get guys, but you're going to pay a substantial amount of money on the back end if you do it. Baseball is not nearly as prohibitive. So you've got those four to six franchises that are always going to be all in. We saw the Mets. The Mets spent a fortune last year. They were, what, number one. They spent more money than anybody. And what did they do? What did they do? Collapse. They they crashed and burned, okay? They just completely flopped. You mentioned the Rays. They don't spend any money. Now they're finally going to get a stadium, and now they're they got council people fighting over the name and whether they're going to change the name to the St. Petersburg Rays, which uh, the opposition is strong, and I don't think it's going to happen. You know, Regardless of where it's located, it's not the Tampa Rays. It's the Tampa Bay Rays, and it's the region that matters. So, therefore, I think you don't want to change the name there. But they don't spend money, and they win. So it can be done, but is it hard to compete? Sure. It's hard to compete on a long-term basis. You have to hit on everything. I mean, you got to hit on free agency. You got to hit on draft picks and build from within to be able to compete with those major market teams. And we all know who they are and we all know who the spenders are. And with Otani, uh, it's a unique deferred contract situation, obviously. And you know, look, I will say this. It's easy to be a fan of the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's easy to be a fan of the New York Yankees because They spend, and they're always trying to win. So it's a lot harder to be a fan of a franchise that doesn't spend or doesn't try as hard to win as others, regardless of the financial limitations. So uh, there's that with regard to the sport. But I did think it was a good postseason, and I was very happy uh, for the Rangers, frankly, uh, to see that franchise win. You know, they came so close previously on a couple of occasions, most notably in 2011, and to see them win I think was – Rewarding, Ed. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Otani contract is is was advertised at seven hundred million, but because uh, some of the uh, you know most of the contract is deferred, the vast majority of it without interest, 
that it's going to actually turn out to be about 460 million when it's when it's done. But he is taking two million a year, and he's doing that <coughs> so they can go out and get other players. Um, you know, look, there's there's a lot of ways to skin a cat, and just because you go out and spend money uh, doesn't mean it always turns out great for you. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. The fact that the Mets crashed and burned, though, I got to tell you, doesn't disappoint me at all. Uh, there's there's two two clubs that, that uh, you know, the Mets are one, and you know the other one. They they play they play in some ballpark with Ivy. If they crashed and burned, it wouldn't bother me a bit. So um, it is it is what it is. I, you know, in football, you're protected from that. <coughs> you have a uh, yeah. You have a salary cap, and the thing that football has too that baseball does not have is a gigantic, a gigantic national TV contract that is dis, uh, distributed distributed <coughs> equally amongst the teams. You don't have that in baseball. They don't have those kind of numbers. So therefore, it depends a lot on the local revenue. And one of the things that's interesting, Kenny, is that <coughs> this whole Bally sports thing has, has, has a lot of teams concerned because they, they, many of them are going to have to get off of a cable and get back on a local TV network. Yes. So that is really coming full circle. And that is definitely going to affect teams' revenue. If all of a sudden you are projecting to have this amount of revenue and because your TV contract either went away or was diminished greatly, and door number two is the logical spot. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you don't have 40 or 50 million that you were counting on. It's definitely going to change the way you do business. Yeah, the Valley Sports thing has been, it's been waiting. You know, you've just kind of been waiting for the, the other shoe to fall with that because a lot of professional teams around the country are affiliated with that entity, including the Pelicans and St. Louis Cardinals in baseball. I mean, there's, there's several that are, and there's no doubt. And, yes, you are going to see uh, Pelicans games and over-the-air TV here locally this year. That's happening. So I think you're going to see more of this forthcoming. But you're right, the revenue part of it is going to be a substantial piece toward whether franchises try to compete or not. I mean, you and I are St. Louis Cardinals fans. They're kind of – they're always in that, you know, 10 to 17 mix in terms of spending. You know, kind of – in the middle, maybe slightly upper at times, not as much as we'd like. Uh, the Chicago Cubs are a different story. They haven't spent it all, and they're a major market team that draws extremely well. Now they're spending, they say they're spending this year, but that to me is inexcusable when you have that, that money and that city and that franchise uh, with the revenue that you have generated there. So, again, all about trying to win. If you try to win, it's easy to develop a fan base. If you don't try to win very much, Hotter, and that takes us back to Tulane. I think there's an effort now. I think they're trying to win. They have to sustain it. They made an excellent hire. They've got to follow through with some of these things that we're talking about, whether it's an indoor facility, whether it's uh, renovation of Yulman, including suites, you know, whether it's improved pay for more pay for coaches, regardless of what it is. They've already seen through a locker room improvement. But all those things have to happen to enable this program to be competitive on an annual basis with national programs.
Who knows what happens in that SMU game if the cat's not out of the bag already with Willie Fritz. Do I think it affected the team's performance? Yes, I do. Uh, would they have beaten SMU otherwise? I can't say that. I think SMU was better. They had faster players playing with a backup quarterback. They were better. But I do think it affected Tulane's performance that day. But the point is that Tulane is a double-digit win team for two straight years uh, with good players. They're losing key players, but they've got good players coming back. And they've hired a good coach who's been a double-digit win team for two years at his previous em- employer in a conference that, by the way, is similar to the American. So uh, I just think Tulane is still, even without Fritz, in a good position to take that step forward. But now is the time for such a time as this. It's got to happen now. Well, I don't think there's any, any question that, you know, if, 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 the, if the bubble's not up by the end of next year, then, then there's some, um, that's, that's, that's not what we've been told. So also the human performance center, look, they, they've got to be, they've got to really improve their facilities tremendously. And, you know, we're going to find out in the next year, the, the or two, are those facilities done or are they not? And if we're, st- if we're still talking about this two years from now, it's a very bad sign. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have pointed out to me, I've got emails, you know, how can Nichols have a new facility, you know, a new athletic facility and have a a new indoor facility in Tulane Camp? Yeah, I get it. I mean, I understand. Believe me. It's a a relevant point. Yeah, it is. Because I guarantee you that Tulane University has a lot more money than than Nichols. Yes. But they they got it done. And look, they've got to place a priority on it. And there's no getting around it. You've had tremendous amount of success and either you're going to do it or you're not. And if you're not, then what you're saying is, is that you're going to be, um, you're going to be content with being in the league you're being in right now. And I don't think that's the case, Kenny. I'm going to give the school the benefit of the doubt. I think they're going to try to do everything they can to get into a power five league. Well, I think that effort has already begun. I think the facility improvement is going to be huge. The ability to to draw fans on a consistent basis is going to be important. All of these things matter. And I think if they can sustain that for another year or two, then the, the possibility is, is clearly there for a step up. Because ultimately, you want to be in one of five leagues. I mean, that's it. I mean, there's, there's no other path and there's no other goal than to be in one of the Power Five conferences. That, that has to be the goal. That has to be uh, the sustained effort that's made, and, and that has to be where you want to be. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, you know, that's, that, that's, there's no great revelation in that. That's, that's an obvious fact. And, you know, we'll, we'll, again, what you do over the next year or two will, will tell you everything. If they don't uh, break ground on the Human Performance Center on Mintz Field, that's a bad sign. You know, we were told that the bubble was going to be up in, in November of this year. Up and running. Guess what? You know, I know there's some permitting that's going on for it, but they have yet to break ground on it. So, and those structures, that does, that's not a two-year project to get that up and running. No, you can get it done in, in less than a year, depending on what you're building. You know, if it's a bubble, 
certainly less than a year. If it's a well, permanent structure, well, in, it might be a little in longer. That case, so. In that case, if we're still having that conversation a year from now on December 16th, Kenny. Then you have to be concerned. Bad, that's yeah. a very bad sign. Have to be concerned. Meanwhile, Tulane has a bowl game to play in as well. We'll see how that pans out. It's almost an afterthought at this stage, but they will participate in that military bowl. So looking forward to that too. LSU, of course, uh, will play Wisconsin, and, and we'll see who plays in these games and, and how they pan out in the long run. They're just uh, you know somewhat blips on the radar screen, but uh, certainly interest from the fan perspective, and hopefully both will play well in these games. All right. So it's 504-260-1061. We'll take a break here, and when we return in just a moment, we'll talk about the New Orleans Saints and the Giants. Later in the show, the Pelicans and college basketball. And more with Ken and Ed here on the 3 Tailgaters Show on Nash Icon, 106.1 FM, and Nash FM, 1061.com. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MEGA to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MEGA for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MEGA for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Get ready to dive into the ultimate holiday deal with Consumer Cellular. Snag an incredible 50% off the Iris Flip when you buy before December 17th, making it only $34.50. The Iris Flip is all the phone and camera you need, featuring a user-friendly design, Wi-Fi and GPS capabilities, and powered by our rock-solid 4G LTE network, the Iris Flip is your ultimate flip phone companion. But hold on, there's more. Experience top-notch nationwide coverage, a contract-free plan, and always free activation. Plus, our 100% U.S.-based customer support is just a click or call away. Don't let this opportunity slip through your fingers. Act before December 17th to snag an incredible 50% off the Iris Flip. Just head to ConsumerCellular.com and use promo code RADIO50 at checkout to lock in this jaw-dropping deal. Don't let this opportunity slip away. Seize the moment and make the switch today. Here's an unexpected holiday surprise for all the last-minute shoppers. Now through December 17th, all of Diamond's Direct Diamond Classics are 25% off. That's all diamond earrings, all diamond bracelets, all diamond pendants, an incredible 25% off. Special financing, too. Get the perfect gift at the best value price all year. 25% savings on all diamond earrings, bracelets, and pendants. Now through the 17th only. And only at Diamond's Direct. Get details, directions, and more at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamond's Direct. Your love, our passion. 
Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, and Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. This is your weekly forum for genuine substantive talk with a focus on fairness and facts. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call 504-260-1061. The New Orleans Saints and the New York Giants at the Caesars Superdome tomorrow at noon. Saints remain a favorite in the game. Oddsmakers have certainly uh, been favorable to the Saints this year. Last week they upheld that, although it took a while for that to happen. And again, the, the story here is, is plentiful. Number one, uh, this is a game the New Orleans Saints have to win. I mean, let's just start right there. They've got two road games coming up with the Rams in Tampa Bay. And they could be underdogs in both. They lost at home in convincing fashion to Tampa Bay. Rams are good offensively, throw the ball very well. And it's a road game. And then close with the Falcons. So the magic for the Saints in terms of where to get to to get where they want to get is winning three out of four. If they win three out of four and two of those wins are against the Falcons in Tampa Bay, I think they win the division. But to get to three out of four, you got to beat the Giants because the odds of beating the Rams on the road aren't as good. So therefore, this becomes... They must win. You're a favorite at home by nearly a touchdown. I know the Giants had a good win last week. I know Tommy DeVito is the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. But the Giants still aren't that good. The Giants played on Monday night. The Giants had to travel. You played on Sunday. I mean, it should set up for the Saints, Ed. But again, as we've learned this year, you can't count on them performing the way you think they might perform. Well, the one thing that they've been all year is maddeningly inconsistent. That's right. So I don't know how you can con- uh, count on them being consistent. Uh, I, I don't know. And, you know, but I, I do think, and I said this even after they lost the, uh, let's see, they beat the, the Panthers. Who did they lose to the week before? The, the, the Lions. When they lost to the Lions and they were 5-7, and seven, I thought, I said, you know what? I thought they were going to win the next two games. They beat Carolina. They beat the Giants. And if they do that, they're seven and seven. And then it's it's still really up to them. They've got to find a way uh, to win nine games and to beat Atlanta and Tampa Bay because of the tiebreaker. But I think it's certainly plausible, Kenny, that an eight and nine team wins the division. It could happen. Yeah, nine nine will get it done. Uh, nine but will eight, get it done. But eight yeah. eight might still get it done. Yeah, so, who knows? you know, who knows exactly. And if you look at you look at the games this weekend, Tampa Bay is at Green Bay. And they're right. an underdog there. It's, a, it's about a three-and-a-half-point line. The Falcons are favored over the Panthers, but that's no guarantee. The I think it is. Carol- the game's I think in it Carolina. Is. I think Atlanta's going to win. Yeah, Carolina's terrible. Yeah, Carolina's terrible. There's no doubt. But this is the NFL, and Atlanta's not very not, – Atlanta's okay. But I do think Atlanta wins, and I, I think that Tampa Bay is 
is a is a jump ball against Green Bay. Green Bay has a lot of injuries. Yep. And and uh, and that's that's hurt them at this point. So they were because they were on a little bit of a roll, and then when they lost, they've lost Christian Watson again to the hamstring injury, and that's really hurt them. But you know, I I think that you know Bucks Bucks Packers is a jump ball. Uh, Falcons certainly favored over the Panthers on the road, and it could be a situation where, you know, the Bucks are six and eight, and the Saints and Falcons are seven and seven after this week. Who knows? Well, who knows? Indeed, it's a bad division, and the as as Les East uh, the headline was perfect for Les's column about the game last week. The Saints moved closer to quote averageness end quote if there's such a word, because that's accurate. I know the margin last week was convincing, but the team wasn't. And I know they held the Panthers to only six points, but Panthers still ran the ball extremely well. They just can't throw it a lick. Their rookie quarterback is is not ready to play in the NFL. That's evident. His mm-hmm. decision-making, his inaccurate nature, he doesn't have playmakers around him. And, they're and, he, just bad. and he missed people open, Kenny. He missed people open in class, yeah. including one deep. He was he was awful. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's starting to appear like they made the wrong pick. I know it's one year in, but stay tuned. But they're a bad team. So you can't put a lot of stock in that win from a Saints perspective. Did you like what you saw in the fourth quarter? Sure. That's what you kind of expect to see throughout. Will we see more of Jimmy Graham? Maybe we will. Fans have talked about it all year. He's gotten snaps. They just haven't targeted him a whole lot. Maybe they will now, in particular since Foster Morrow's not a threat in the passing game, and Jawan Johnson's been a big disappointment this year. So it's possible. You know, with regard to Chris Olave, who knows? We'll just wait and see. Rashid Shaheed, Rashid Shaheed may. Taysom Hill may. So uh, the other thing to consider is you got, what, you got the short week coming up too, right? Well, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, you know, it's a short week coming up. That that's going to be a tough game to win against the Rams because the yeah, Rams very look pretty tough. good. They do. Rams looked pretty good last week. They looked really good. That's why I'm and saying that, they got to win this yeah. game. That's why I think this is right. a must win. This is a must win, exactly. So I don't, I don't think the Saints will win in against the Rams. I just don't. So no, you know. So this this is a must win. They got to win this game. They got to beat the other two division opponents. As you said, it's possible that eight could get you in with a combination, but if you want to get in. You get to not it. If you really want to take care of business, win the rest of your games and then create some actual level of, of anticipation or a level of confidence that maybe this team is improving. But we just haven't seen evidence of it. And all the stuff about waiting for it to click. What do you mean waiting for it to click? You've played 13 games. I think what, you know, at this point you kind of know who you are, don't you? Well, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, it is what it is at this point. After 13 games, you know, and again, look at look at the the, the victories and who who they were over. Not very good. No, I haven't beaten anybody. No, I mean their schedule is is weak. It's even I mean, weaker best, than we. Their best win by far is against the Colts in Indianapolis. Yeah, that's a very good win. Uh, look, I mean that's it. I mean otherwise, the only other two teams they played any good: Detroit, and Jacksonville, lost them both. Could have been different, but weren't. You are who you are, and they are who they are. They've earned their record. They're not very good. They have moments, but moments are just moments. We're seeing more of Zach Bond, not only in the lineup, but as an edge rusher. They need some juice 
in that pass rush. Look, they got to the quarterback last week, so that was encouraging. But again, you had to consider the opposition. Carolina's awful, and their offensive line's chopped up. So the Saints have to show they can do that against somebody else before I get really interested in thinking that their pass rush actually is starting to emerge. I just think they have to blitz more, Ed, because their corners, even without Lattimore, are still pretty good. Yadim has played pretty good, okay? And Adebo and Taylor are solid. He had a good game last week. He really did. So did Howden, by the way. So, And I, I think Howden is poised to take over that spot permanently over May, don't you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's gotten he's he's been their most productive draft pick this year. Yep. I think he is. Yeah. I mean, look, Brzee's been okay, but I think yep. Howden by far has been their most productive draft pick. Well, I mean, Miller and Foskey have battled injuries all year. So, you know, and, and Saul DeVere's been hurt too. So, yeah. I mean, it looked like a good draft, and it still might be, but you gotta get guys on the field. And that that just hasn't been the case on a consistent basis. A.T. Perry, you know, has had his good moments. He's starting to emerge. We thought he might be a guy, and he might be. So, yeah, I think this draft has a chance to be a pretty good draft. I really do. Tommy DeVito coming to the Dome to play the Saints. You know, interesting sidebar to that, Ed. 2015, Tommy DeVito was the starting quarterback at Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey. Archbishop Rummel went up to play them in New Jersey. Rummel was 24th ranked in the country. Don Bosco was fourth. Don Bosco won the game 10 to three. Tommy DeVito was the quarterback against Rummel that day. And and Rummel had a couple of guys named Jamar Chase and Christian Fulton playing for them. And pretty interesting sidebar. Same guy, Tommy DeVito. So now he comes this way to play against uh, the Saints. So that was a pretty good high school game when you have Jamar Chase, Christian Fulton, and Tommy DeVito all playing in the same game. So it's pretty cool. But remember the game well. Jamar Chase caught a 43-yard pass from Chase Forcade and hurt his ankle on the play and didn't return, and that really hurt Rommel in that game. Uh, they got down about the 15-yard line with a chance to tie late. The Chase got sacked a couple of times, and, and uh, Don Bosco prevailed 10-3. Rommel missed a field goal as well. But, yeah, same guy. I mean, Lenny Fangilder brought it up earlier this week. And I'm like, went back and looked it up, said, yeah, that sure was him. And, and there you have it. So now he's coming to New Orleans to play the Saints this week. Uh, have you done the math how many backup quarterbacks the Saints have played against this year? It's been amazing how many they have. I mean, they haven't yeah. faced many starters. No, I, I mean, mean I, know, I know they faced, they faced Jared, uh, uh, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence. Jo- Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Bryce Desmond, Young, I guess. Bryce Young's yeah, a starter. Desmond yeah, De- Desmond Ritter's a starter. So. I mean, yeah, some of these guys are starters, but with all due respect, they're not, they're not all that by any stretch. The bottom line is they haven't faced real good quarterbacks overall, and they haven't faced real good teams, and they're 6-7. and seven. And it's not about throwing cold water or anything. It's just stating fact. And until proven otherwise, they're, they're a mediocre team. And they're also one of the two oldest teams in the NFL. So it's an interesting combination, which at season's end is going to merit some serious decisions. And I think it's all about how they finish. If they win the division, I think they stay the course. If they don't win the division, you got to make drastic changes because your roster's old and you're not going anywhere. So this whole plug-and-play and trying to stay competitive is the choice they made 
They went seven and ten, and now they're six and seven. And I do think at the end of the year, if they don't win the division, massive change is coming. If they win the division, I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, but I think they probably stay the course. I just think that's kind of how it stacks up for me. And I say that regardless of how they fare in the playoffs if they win the division. I mean, say they win the division and get whipped in the first round. I don't think that's going to change anything. I think they stay the course, my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, I think they'll have some, some, probably some changes on their staff. But I do too. You know, look, I think one of the things that they have to, they have to reevaluate, Kenny, is how they draft. Because clearly they need more difference makers and more speed on the field. And I think that's an area that needs to be addressed. I keep hearing about how explosive the Saints offense is. And I, I frankly do not agree. I think they're middle of the road at best. Well, it's interesting. I'm not even sure it's about as much speed. Rashid Shahid's as fast as it gets in the league, and Chris Olave can run, and A.T. Perry runs pretty good for a big guy, and Alvin Kamara's not slow. Uh, but could they use another playmaker? Absolutely. Uh, there's no doubt that that's true. On the defensive side of the football, they need a pass rusher. Pure and simple. They need a pass rusher. I mean, Carl Granderson's a solid player, but he can't be your primary guy. And now you're using a backup linebacker to be your edge rusher, Zach Bond. It tells you something. I mean, they just don't have those guys. Now, I do think Brzee has a chance to be a good player. And maybe he can provide some, some punch and pressure from inside with his quickness. Don't know about Foskey. You know, he's been hurt a lot. Only time will tell. Don't even want to have the Peyton Turner discussion. It's ridiculous. I mean, three years in, ridiculous. Meanwhile, there's Trey Hendrickson. <laughs> How many times, right? You want to talk about this? Sure. It's, it's, I mean, this guy, what a football player. What a bad decision the Saints made not to pay him. I mean, just a pure bad decision. You know, all about Marcus Davenport, you know, and protecting your investment. Just crazy. Trey Anderson's got 13 and a half sacks this year. Okay? What would that look like with this team right now? Yeah, sure. I, go, I mean, not only that, but what he's done the last few seasons with Cincinnati. He's been that good. And it's not a surprise. He had 13 and a half sacks in New Orleans in 2020, and they let him walk, didn't sign him. Followed that up with 14 sacks in Cincinnati. In 21, he's got 13 and a half this year. So, he's a heck of a football player. And he's only in his seventh year in the league. He's 29 years old. Well, you made a big mistake. That's all there is to it. So, and you win and lose in this league by the decisions you make and the talent evaluation that you have. And the Saints absolutely blew it with this guy. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. But you know what? You know, I, was it Dennis Allen that said that Marcus Davenport was our best defensive player? Yeah, I mean, don't even I think get he me did. started there. Yeah, whatever. He did. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, I think he said it. I think I was standing there when he said it. I I, I don't think I'm... I if he's your best defensive player, why is he not here anymore? Well, I mean, I agree. I mean, um, again. But the organization traded two number one picks for him 
It's a joke. So they were not ridiculous. So they were not in a position to admit that it was a mistake. Yep. That's what it was all about. Totally blew it in that circumstance. And Sean Payton is not excused from any of this. Uh, he's a hell of a coach, and he's proving that again. And they clearly miss him. They don't have that level here now. But he made decisions here that didn't pan out either. So it's all part and parcel, and uh, it all adds up. And it's why you are where you are. You're not a bad team. You're just not a good team. And that's not a good place to be. Mired in mediocrity. That's where the New Orleans Saints are right now. 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. When we return, the New Orleans Pelicans now with a three-game win streak after a victory in Charlotte last night. We'll talk about that. We'll touch on college basketball later as well as we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters Show. Ken and Ed back in just a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. And on the web, we're at NashFM1061.com. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Injury Lawyer Studios, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. Call 444-4444. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. That's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Jim Gaffigan here with some more straight talk. Let's take a moment to appreciate our sweet children, loving grandparents, and eternal soulmates. Now let's use them to save money on wireless. Because with the Straight Talk Silver Plan, you get four lines for just $25 a month with unlimited data and no contracts. So add those human pawns, I mean loved ones, and save money. Thanks, kids. They're finally worth it. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Get four lines on Silver Unlimited for $25 per line per month, plus taxes and fees. For data management practices and additional terms, visit straighttalk.com. Signet Landing Restaurant in historic West Wego at Bayou Signet. Great food at a great location with Harborview Dining and Southern Hospitality. Serving the best Cajun and seafood dishes for lunch and dinner, like crawfish pie, crab cakes, fried oysters, seafood platters, and much more. Signet Landing, 450 Laracini Street, just off the expressway in West Wego, behind the shrimp lot. For parties of eight or more, call for reservations, 504-900-1901. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. 
$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up. and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MEGA to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MEGA for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MEGA for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. 10 years? Jumpin' Jack Frost, Figgy Swirly, it's another Christmas Fest 10th anniversary. We've got to get to New Orleans right away. Aw, 10 years of rides and slides. 10 years of prancing and dancing. 10 years of holiday lights and smiles bright. Join us in celebrating 10 years of cheer for NOLA Christmas Fest, December 21st through the 30th at the New Orleans Convention Center and create memories you'll cherish for years to come. Get your tickets at nolachristmasfest.com. Last minute shopping? Ulta Beauty has everything I need for everyone on my list. Ready to gift fragrance kits from YSL and Valentino and the hottest gift sets from MAC, Tarte, and Lancome. Plus, everyone loves an Ulta Beauty gift card. Shop last-minute gifts that will bring joy to everyone on your list. Hurry in store or place your online pickup order today. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. Here's some things you probably don't know about Dudley DeBosier. I make a mean jambalaya. But I stay clear of the kitchen. My favorite way to relax is sitting down with a good book. Me? I have four kids. I haven't relaxed in 20 years. And I love a good crawfish etouffee. Heck, when I do crawfish, it's just peel and eat. But despite our differences, there's one important thing we have in common. We're lawyers who love helping people. Demand Dudley DeBosier, 444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans, LA 2315659. Don't be shy. Join in the conversation with Ken and Ed on the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now, 504-260-1061. The New Orleans Pelicans have now won three straight. Last night they held off the Hornets 112-107 in Charlotte. And Willie Green did exactly as I wrote at CrescentCitySports.com what you need to do in the NBA. The NBA is all about... Availability, fatigue, and matchups. The Pelicans had a matchup advantage last night because Mark Williams and P.J. Washington were both out for the Hornets. That meant let the big dog eat, and Jonas Valanciunas did just that. 29 points, 13 rebounds. He dominated the game in watching it. They just had nobody that could match up with him because of the injuries, and Willie Green wisely exploited that and made Jonas the, the focal point of the offense. Even though you've got Ingram and you got Williamson, who came back last night, and you got McCollum and Trey Murphy and a lot of other weapons, that's what you do. You exploit the matchup. The Pelicans did that, and it paid off. And then C.J. McCollum really came on in the fourth quarter. He scored 13 of his 19 points in the fourth quarter when they needed it. Herb Jones made three free throws in the final minute to put the game away. And 
Any win on the road is a good road, a good win. I know Charlotte is shorthanded without those guys and without LaMelo Ball, but it's a good road win. And as I said before the trip, the Pelicans had a real shot to sweep this three-game road trip considering the opposition. They took care of business against the Wizards, took care of business against the Hornets. Now they go to San Antonio tomorrow night. The Spurs snapped their 18-game losing streak last night, beat the Lakers, so they're on a bit of a high. But I actually think that's a good thing for the Pelicans. I didn't think you wanted to go into that game with uh, them trying to snap that losing streak against you. Maybe they get their confidence up, the Spurs, but at the same time, uh, that streak is over. So uh, New Orleans has a chance to sweep the road trip. And, Ed, you know, interesting. I think, first of all, they did the right thing. They attacked with Valanciunas. McCollum came through. Ingram had his worst game of the year, eight points in 32 minutes and nine turnovers, and they still win the game. What a shot. One thing they did, too, was they shot 11 more free throws in Charlotte, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And, and they were much more of a perimeter team. And there, that was the difference in the game was the free throw line when you look at it. And, um, you know, look, it's a, it's a quality win. As you said, the Spurs are on a winning streak now. They lost 18 in a row. Now they've they won one in a row. But, you know, I, I don't think they'd be all that disappointed if they picked first again, do you? No, I don't put them in a good spot. Yeah. So, so I, you, I, I think they're doing exactly what they, what, you know, and then, you know, Wembenyama is a, uh, is, a, is a franchise piece. And it looks like he's going to be a very, very good player, and he's only going to get better and better. Williamson had 21 points, 11 rebounds last night, so all the concerns about him missing time were unfounded. They sat him out for one game. and I, Look, I, I like the approach they're taking with him. You know, Sit him down occasionally. It's short-term pain, long-term gain. The bottom line is, as we said before the season, you want to get to that 65-game threshold. you got to get him out there for 65 games or more. And it's still early. I know we're still in December. But so far... It's tracking pretty well in that regard. Knock on wood, because it, it, it looks to be a situation where they're managing him correctly, and hopefully that sustains itself. Now, after they play the Spurs, by the way, they beat San Antonio in New Orleans, 121-106 on December 1st, but Wembenyama did not play, so keep that in mind. After this game, they play at home Tuesday night against Memphis, and what's significant about that? John Morant, John Morant returns. So bad timing for the Pelicans there. Memphis has been awful this year without Morant, but now he's coming back. You know that's going to give them a big boost and a big jolt. Look, it's the NBA. you got to show up every night or anybody can beat you. I mean, that's just the nature of the game, as San Antonio did to the Lakers last night. The Lakers, the 7-0 in-season tournament champion. Do you know outside of the in-season tournament, they have a losing record? And again, with all due respect to that in-season tournament, what did it mean? Mm-hmm. What did it mean? Well, I, 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 like, I like the in-season tournament. But I what did it, it mean? Well, I mean, maybe not a lot, but the one thing it did was it, 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 it generated interest in November and December. I got it. It's really hard, well, it's really hard to generate interest in the NBA. I got it. So I, and I think in that regard, it was a success. Yeah. And the Lakers hung a banner at their arena for winning the in-season tournament. Really? Or whatever. <laughs> well, you know, Kenny, look, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to look at it. I was skeptical of it when it when it began. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think that it's it's better. 
and and I don't I don't have any problem. No issues. I got no issues with it. I'm not, I just asked the, the rhetorical question. What did they really mean? So that's it. Uh, no problem with it. Otherwise, just again, what did it mean? But again, this is an opportunity for the Pelicans. Look, uh, they're better than the Spurs. They're going to have to play well to win. But if they beat them and get on a four-game streak and come home and play Memphis, even with John Morant, they'll be favored to win the game. They have a chance to get on a little bit of a roll here with their key players on the floor. Trey Murphy is playing, and he's playing well. Herb Jones has been good. Najee Marshall's been solid. Jose Alvarado gives you that juice off the bench and what you're looking for. The only spot that they lack is a backup center. They don't really have one. With Larry Nance out, Zeller's not that guy. They're not even playing with a backup center by and large now. They'll play Williamson at the five because they just don't have that guy. And like I said before, I think they'd have been better off with Hernan Gomez personally, but that's me. So that's it. That's the only – got to keep Jonas healthy because he, he's everything in that regard. And we saw that last night. All right, it's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Still one more segment to go. We'll touch – on college basketball and the state of the sport with our local teams as we continue with more. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Rudy Dixon, our producer, Ken Trahan, Ed Daniels, the Three Tailgater Show with the final segment to come when we return here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and on the web at NashFM1061.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Jim Gaffigan here with some more straight talk. Let's take a moment to appreciate our sweet children, loving grandparents, and eternal soulmates. Now let's use them to save money on wireless. Because with the Straight Talk Silver Plan, you get four lines for just $25 a month with unlimited data and no contracts. So add those human pawns, I mean loved ones, and save money. Thanks, kids. You're finally worth it. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Get four lines on Silver Unlimited for $25 per line per month, plus taxes and fees. For data management practices and additional terms, visit straighttalk.com. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans and Company. For 54 years, privateer student-athletes have proudly worn New Orleans across their chests. Join NOLA's team today. We are your crew. To learn more about New Orleans athletics and how to join our crew, go to unoprivateers.com. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? 
If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MEGA to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MEGA for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MEGA for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, and Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. Are you ready for the cold this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my heating system ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. With 30 years of the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any heating system. Burkhart gets your system running right, and they can find and fix problems before you really need the heating system this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhart at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Tell them Eric sent you. Ken Trahan inviting you to join me for our final Saints Hall of Fame show Wednesday, December 20th at 6 p.m. at Signet Landing Restaurant, 450 Laracini Street in West Wego, with special guest, former LSU and West Jefferson star Marlon Favorite. That's December 20th at 6 p.m. on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. We're winding down on the Three Tailgaters show at 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Final segment begins here. College basketball today, Tulane, 1 o'clock at home against Southern. Coming off of a thrilling two-overtime win over Furman. Uh, University of New Orleans coming off of a win uh, against Birmingham Southern. Privateers head to Ohio State this coming Thursday. Mm-hmm. And LSU, as and mentioned, watch, been tough. I'm watching the, I'm watching the LSU-Texas game right now. Just Texas bringing it up. Just, just got a dunk right before the half. They lead by 19. Going into the break, most points they've scored all year in the first half, 56-37. What do you think about that? Well, I think one of the interesting things is Hunter Dean, who's been buried on the LSU bench, averaging one point a game, has 11 in the first half. And uh, But they're not, they're not getting it done right now. They're getting killed. They can't stop, they can't stop anybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, you give up fifty six points in a college game at the half, you got to. That's ridiculous. Problem. Yeah, they're 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 not any good, Ed. Yeah, I mean they're not any good. Well, that's all there is to it. Yeah, it's just it's too bad. It's not and it's pe- not much fun to watch. No, people are starting to question the hire of Matt McMahon, and I get it. I really do. Uh, Tulane had a you know had a bad loss, you know, to Mississippi State. Bounced back with a double overtime win. Uh, pretty solid. Uh, nothing special. They're going to have to step up to be a contender, though, in my estimation. Well, I mean, you know, the thing you would ask is, is that, is that a, uh, if it's a two-bid league right now, you would have to say that Florida and Atlantic and Memphis would be those teams. Don't mm-hmm. you agree? I think so, that's accurate, yeah. You know, they would be fighting for third in their league, which is not where they would want to be because I thought that they felt that they could – they could make a big run at the NCAA tournament this year. But when you lose by 36 against Houston 
I mean, not against Houston, but against Mississippi State. That's not a good result. Yeah. As mentioned, UNO got a win, and now they've got to go to Ohio State. They're playing some tough opponents on the road, money games this year. I think they're better, but the record doesn't reflect it with the teams they played. Uh, but again, in their conference, McNeese, Will Wade's got a good team, and he's doing a good job. And Nichols, of course, beat LSU earlier this year. Good team there. Southeastern will be competitive. I mean, this is, again, you hope to see improvement from Mox Lessinger's team. You can hear other games here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. Well, you know, let's let's hope let's hope things get better for them once they get into conference play. Yep. All good. Well, listen, my friend, it's been a blessing and a pleasure. Thank you as always, and we look forward to doing it again next week. Okay, look forward to it. All right, I want to thank Rudy Dixon for a job well done. Thanks to our audience. As always, I'm back with you Monday night at 6 p.m. with All Access Sports Talk. Until then, for Ed, I'm Ken. Thank you for joining us. Merry Christmas, one and all. Be a good sport, and God bless you, one and all. We are rounding third and heading home. So long. Thanks for listening to the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show was presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans featuring St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The three tailgaters were also brought to you by Lamarck Ford & 